Is Rick Carlisle the right coach for the Dallas Mavericks? Oh, that's like a, a greeny tease. I'm here for it. Talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, the Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the coaching kid, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh man, how we how we feeling, Mavs fans? Where are we at? Like, what's the what's the temperature? What's the the doctor's office with the the pain meter on the wall of like <laughs> one through ten. Where are we at? Say right eight. Now? Say eight. I seen. Yeah, I tweeted out today. Uh, in between some meetings, I t- I tweeted out. I was like, "Hey, how's Mavs Twitter today?" And it was. I checked it later on. It was a lot of replies uh, of a couple different things. Of one, very frustrated, but two. Shots at Donnie Nelson all day. <laughs> and uh, people are really uh, upset with some Donnie Nelson comments. If you missed anything from Exit Interview, you can go back to yesterday's podcast. We talked all about the Exit Interviews from Rick and Luca and Donnie and everything. We played a bunch of clips so you can watch on YouTube, listen to podcasts. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you to the 4,000 of you that have already subscribed to our YouTube channel. 4K, Four. baby. We are live in 4K. Okay, maybe not and like 4K. what? How many months have we had the YouTube channel? We started April 2nd was the first video we posted. So three months. A little, little over two months. Is that April and May? Yeah. Yeah. A little over two months, actually. Yeah, you're right. That's wild. Let's go. Let's Thank go. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's the Raccoon Squad in action. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. It will not be Marcus Morris. All right, Isaac Harris. Today, we are going to talk about Rick Carlisle and his coaching job for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk about the season a little bit. We'll get into reasons why Rick should stay, reasons why Rick should leave. We'll talk about Mark Cuban's comments to Tim McMahon. That was a pretty big one. And this is the reason why we're bringing this up is because... Mark Cuban shared a comment to uh, Tim McMahon after Rick Carlisle was asked by Mike Engel. We're we're going back in the rabbit hole now. We're going deep in the rabbit hole. Theodore Engel. Theodore Engel, which is his full name. Did not know that until he saw his Zoom name in in the media session. So, Mike Engel of the Fourth Star Telegram asked Rick Carlisle if he was still the right coach for the Mavericks and to lead the Mavericks to winning a playoff series and then a title. And Rick Carlisle said, that's a question you have to ask Mark alluding to Mark Cuban. I don't think it's just a normal Mark. I obviously do, but I text him and see what he has to say about it. Tim McMahon whipped out his phone immediately and texted Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban told Tim McMahon, quote, let me tell you how I look at coaching. You don't make a change to make a change unless you have somebody that you know is much, much, much better. The grass is rarely greener on the other side. That's Mark Cuban's approach to coaching. Thoughts? <laughs> oh, man. Um, what I think the thought of that, of when you have any type of loss like this and a series that a lot of people going into it, you didn't have a chance. A lot of people didn't think you had a chance. But then you're up 2-0, going back home, and you're up 30-11. You lose that series. Then you have the chance to close out the series again in game six at home. You lose the series in that fashion. A lot of people are looking for the scapegoat, right? And it's like, all right, 
Is it KP? Roster changes. A lot of people have Donnie Nelson in their crosshairs right now, especially after his common stuff. And Rick Carlisle has been, you know, part of the franchise for such a long time. He's been this cornerstone. So it's like you kind of, depending on what fan you talk to, some people have multiple people in their crosshairs right now. <laughs> but depending on who it is, it's like some people fixate on one thing. It's like, oh, we need this change in the front office. We need this personnel change. We need a coaching change. And so I thought it was telling that one, this was, you know, Mac asked the question really quick. You know, this was right after them losing a game seven that this conversation was brought up because Mac knew. I mean, Mac's been doing this for a while. Of, hey, this is yep. going to be a conversation people bring up. And for Mark to answer it that way, it was kind of like the Luca extension thing. Like if you had a little doubt in the back of your mind, like, oh, I wonder if he's going to sign it. Or, yeah, right. Uh, is, is Rick really going to be here next year? This was kind of pouring the water on, on the fire a little bit from Mark of, and I, I thought it was interesting. I do have some like questions about it. Like rarely it's greener on the other side. Um, yeah. I mean, is that true? Like, is that true for every team? Is it like, what if every franchise had that like mindset? Like, I, I just don't know. There's a lot to sort through that, that quote. I'm not saying anything like as far as like for Rick with this, like that mindset, if everyone had that mindset of like oh the grass is you know rarely greener on the other side i feel like there's been teams throughout history that have looked at their coaches situation like all right they bring in a new face and then a title follows a few years later depending on you know the roster and all that but if you look at the coaches right now this is the, this is a list of the active coaches i'm sharing it on youtube if you're subscribed and rick uh, rick carlisle is the third longest tenured coach currently in the nba he's been with the dallas mavericks since may 9th of 2008 a small yeah. chance, small chance, but there are some of you listening that have not been that have been alive like almost as long as Rick Carlisle's tenure with the Mavericks. Uh, there's not many of you that are listening. If you're right listening now, to this some. podcast yeah. <laughs> and you have a Twitter and you were not born when Rick Carlisle took this job, I need you to reach. Yeah, you're, I need you to reach out to it. Yeah, if you were born in 2008, that means you're 13 years old or potentially uh, 12 still. So, yeah, reach out <laughs> to us. Let us know. Uh, our metrics say it. There's not many of you listening to the show. Uh, but, yeah, so Rick Carlisle is the third longest tenure. Before that, Greg Popovich started in 96. That one, that's, I mean, he's an institution, essentially. Rick, Eric Spolstra started in 2008, a month before, actually a couple weeks before Rick Carlisle. And then there's Steve Kerr, Quinn Snyder, both in 2014, you have Michael Malone started in 2015. Scott Brooks of the Washington Wizards started in 2016. I mean, that's this like he's the sixth longest, seventh longest tenured coach in the NBA. Yeah. And then you keep going through it. Well, even I that I was gonna say, even that top five changed. Two of the people in the top five changed over the past few weeks because uh, like Kerr and Snyder weren't in that top five until well, like a few weeks ago. It used to be Pop, Spolstra, Rick Carlisle then Terry Stotts, then Brad yep. Stevens. Yep. And we know Terry Stotts has been let go or mutually parted ways, however they want the word that, Brad Stevens gets elevated. So it's like, man, two of you know the top five changed in that to where that top three really of Pop, you know, Spo, and Rick, I think that's where you look at him saying, all right, or just bring Kerr into that too. Of like, these are the guys that's been there the longest. And then you have to ask yourself too of like, well, what, What's the what's all these guys at the top? What have they done over the past you know ten years? This is the you know Rick Carlisle wins the title, Popovich won a title, Spolstra won a title, Steve Kerr won a title. I mean, this is you win a title, 
you get kind of job security, right? I, I'm yep. a huge Baltimore Ravens fan. I love the Ravens. My stepmom growing up, I was from Baltimore, got me loving mm-hmm. the Ravens at such a young age. John Harbaugh wins, you know, a, a Super Bowl for us, and he's still the head coach. And it's like you you get that built-in job security for a long time up until some point. And I think some fans that are questioning or some people question the Rick Carlisle angle of that is, okay, well, what's been the success playoff-wise since the title? And that that's a thing you can look at because he's made, we've been to playoffs six times since 2011. You know, all six of those times, they've been out in the first round. Three of those six times, it hasn't went past five games. So it's been five games or less in, in three of those six times they've made the playoffs. And so that's that's the case. Like, like some people are looking at saying, okay, we'll compare that to – you know, Popovich. Popovich had the Spurs in the finals in 2000, what, 16, 17, 18, some, one of those years. They were in the final or Western Conference finals, at least. Spolster took the heat to the, you know, conference or the actual finals last year. So I know that's an angle that I've seen some people take over the past 48 hours. <laughs> I know it's been, it's been like this good. But I wanted to bring up, actually, I wanted to bring up that list because I think you start looking at some of these, uh, you start looking at these coaches. And like you get through right, there's the seven that I mentioned that started in 2016 or earlier, the two that got that got let go recently, uh, and then everyone else is like the last three years, 2018 to now. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the majority of head coaches. Like, look at all these head coaches, and yeah. some of these teams are just stuck in coaching carousels. They just keep bringing coach after coach, and this one doesn't work, and this one doesn't work, and then they just keep moving around. Some of them, it seems like they've found the guy. Monty Williams seems like he's the guy. Vogel won a title with the Lakers. Maybe he's the guy. Maybe he's not. Budenholzer, he only started in 2018, and it seems like he's already not the coach. And you just Oh, he's about to be gone, yeah. He's, I mean, he, it seems like he's going to be gone for sure. Doc Rivers was a guy that had been there for a long time for the Clippers, and they moved on from him. Well, you know, jury's still out if that was the right move for them. But you start getting in this coaching carousel, and then I'm kind of with – Cuban sometimes is the grass greener. Who can you get? Are you going to get a are you gonna get a Monty Williams or are you gonna get a Nate Bjorkren? Right? Like that, yeah. it seems like the two sure. the two spec the two ends of the spectrum for, for coaches. So coming up, let's get into why Rick Carlisle should be the coach and why he should go. Let's ask those two questions. We'll go through it, we'll break it down, and then we'll uh we'll talk about it more. But before we do, let's talk about the ultra player of the week. Let's throw out some nominations. This is the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. There are a couple nominations. It seemed pretty obvious. Uh, Luka Doncic, I think, is is the guy. Any other nominations you want to throw out? No, it's Luka. I mean, small <laughs> small case for Dorian, but I like Luka. Yeah, I think I think Luka absolutely has to be it. Uh, the Mavericks went one and two this past week. Three games that they played. Luka averaged thirty points a game in those three in those three games. Game five, six, and seven. He shot. Just about 50% from the field, 40% from three, 74% from the line. Just about eight rebounds, 13 assists a game in those last three games. So anybody trying to pin this series loss on Luka, is, I'm concerned. <laughs> he was also yeah. a just a minus .7 on average. So he was he was pretty close to positive there, pretty close to zero. So Luka Doncic, the ultra player of the week. What's some, Is there anything specific that sticks out about the last three games from Luka? Uh, I mean, that first quarter in game seven was just insane that, Huge. you know, it's the biggest stage. It's the playoffs, uh, biggest stage here for him. And yeah, I mean, to drop 19 in the first quarter was uh, just insane against Kawhi. 
it that beginning of that game seven, you just felt, oh man, this could be one of those game sevens where the team just gets blown out at the beginning and they lose it and they crumble. And it was just, it was it Specific was going towards moment that. him laying on the floor looking at the camera. <laughs> that, that was amazing. He's the player of the week just for that. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Again, two point six carbs, ninety five calories for Michelob Ultra. Go get you some. Also, I want to talk about Locker Room. Locker Room is bringing people together, bringing Mavs fans together. We will continue to do these during the offseason, so come join us on the Locker Room app. Currently available on iOS devices, also some Android. Check it out if you're on Android. You've been waiting around. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest updates, and then follow me at Nick Van Exit. Get notifications so you'll be notified every time we go live. Locker Room is a pretty cool platform where you can go and talk with other Mavs fans. You can talk with us. You can talk with other NBA fans. There's rooms all the time talking about anything. Go check it out. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about Rick Carlisle. We've been talking about should he be the coach for the Dallas Mavericks. Let's start with the let's start with why he should stay. Let's start with that. Why why should he be the coach for the Dallas Mavericks? We'll talk about that uh, because Mark Cuban basically made one of the cases, and so we'll continue on that route. I was say the, speaking of Cuban, the grass did he just text you? <laughs> Let's keep on. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? So uh, he kind of made the case. The grass is not always greener on the other side. You could get a, you know, Nate Bjorkren. You could get some of these other coaches that are, are not necessarily working out. Uh, could be a, uh, any. there's a whole bunch of coaches that have just came and went, it seems like, in one year. A Luke Walton situation where you bring a guy in and you commit a lot of money to him. And then all of a sudden it could be a David Blatt situation. You try and make a different move. You you know, invest a lot of money in a guy, and then all of a sudden you just can tell he's just the wrong coach right away. Or you can try and experiment like a Steve Nash. Do we know if Steve Nash is the best coach for this Nets team? It may not matter, but maybe in the finals it comes down to, you know, Steve Nash may not be experienced enough. He's gotten out coached a couple times, I think, this this season. So there's just all kinds of different angles you can go with this. This grass is not always greener on the other side. And so you know that Rick Carlisle can lead the team to a title. He did that with the 2011 team. Now that team was a, a real veteran team. And so did they need that much coaching? <laughs> I, I guess so. But um, there was some coach. There was a, yeah, there, there were coaching moves that he did throughout that playoff run that, that, that played a role in that. And this, this comes down for Rick of like, he's one of the most brilliant basketball minds in the league. Like everyone. Sure. And that's sure. just, that's a non-biased thing of everyone around the league always talks about how much a wizard he is in game adjustments he is the ultimate floor raiser, right? Like he is, he he can take anything and and take that and <clears throat> get the most out of it. And now the the question is like, okay, let's stay the what we're talking about now. Should he stay? Yeah, yeah. Why he stays is because he has won the only title in franchise history. He has yep. proven what he can do with this franchise. He's built that continuity with the front office. Like when people think of the Mavericks, they think of Rick, Dying, Mark, this whole thing. Because like Nick has you know rolled through saying how many franchises and everything has is just it's this rotating door of people going in and out, all these different roles. Like you know what you're getting in Dallas with with Rick Carl and those guys. And it's like, okay, you ask the question, who is better? Now, there's a lot of different things that go into like who is better, who's the better like on-court coaching coach, who's the better relational coach, who's the better That's huge. like there's so many different angles you can ask of like who's this and that. I think what a lot of this comes down to is whoever the next coach is. Like if if it's Rick for the next 5 years or if it's somebody else, if they a tweet comes out tomorrow and it's somebody else, 
this coach is probably going to be the coach that finishes out Luca's rookie contract extension. So this is a massive decision on who's going to be the coach over the next three to four years because it could help determine whether Luka Doncic is a Dallas Maverick for years and years to come after that. So you look at Rick and say, okay, at least we know what we have there. Like we're making the case of like why Rick Carlisle stays of saying, we know what he has. Like they've made the playoffs two years in a row. We know what he's done in the past. Like we know all of that, but there is a slight chance that you strike out. If you take away what you know you have and you go get somebody else that doesn't work and it just flames out completely then you're not only just flaming out this year, but you're flaming out in Luka Doncic's like prime time that you're proving to him that you are a franchise worth committing to beyond just the rookie extension, beyond that. So that's a huge, like, that's a huge thing in my in my mind of okay, you know what you got in Rick, you know where Rick can at least get you there. Can Luca help get help Rick get to that next level? He raises the floor of that. And man, do you want to take that risk of it flaming out and it really putting a sour taste in Luca's mouth when he comes after that extension? Think about the high, le- it's such a high lever- leverage situation. Think about the Seth Curry trade. Yeah. Seth Curry trade, when it happens, I feel like everyone was split on it. We were trying to be optimistic about it and thinking, okay, well, they tried to go defense or offense. That's, that's what they needed was some defense on the wing. They got that in a guy. And then all of a sudden, it doesn't work out in a wor- the worst way. Richardson can't play in this Clippers series. That makes no sense, but he can't. And then all of a sudden, you look back and you go, dang. Well, not only were so the Mavericks were here, and then the Richardson trade took him down took him down to here because it was it was a, a one less player that could play in the rotation and one less three-point shooter. And it t- took everything down because it was a variable that was changed or a variable that was added. A coaching change. It seems like a, a huge variable to just change all of a sudden, especially when you, you know you kind of know where your team is right now, and you know that there are roster moves you can make to improve where this team can go and what this team can do. And so, do you want to do both? Do you want to change the roster and the coach? Then all of a sudden, you don't know what the, what the thing was that that changed that that changed it or affected it for the Mavericks. So, it's just I think it's a risk that the Mavericks don't have to take. And that's one of the reasons why he should stay, right? Is it, It's a risk they don't have to take because you know he can win a title. Like, look at some of the, the longest tenured coaches. Popovich won a title. Spolstra won a couple titles. I mean, Popovich, a couple titles, obviously. Spolstra, a couple titles there. Carlisle won a title. Steve Kerr, a couple. Quinn Snyder, he's the fifth longest tenured coach in the NBA. He, he's not won a title. Michael Malone, nope. Scott Brooks, not even close. James Borrego, not even the playoffs. Budenholzer. Scott, Scott Brooks got close. He, he, he took that OKC team to the... To the final. Oh, that's just true. I was thinking. I was thinking with the Wizards, oh. but he's he's the longest tenure coach with the Wizards, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like the so uh, Scott Brooks of the Wizards, no. James Brego, no. Budenholzer, no. Uh, Dwayne Casey, no. Nick Nurse, yes. Luke Walton, not even close. Monty Williams made this year. Frank Vogel did. It's like there's a lot of those coaches that have been around a long time that haven't won a title, but you know Rick Carlisle can. And yeah, has before. So and, and it's you know the the young voice. I know some people are like, all right, if you move on from Rick, let's get younger. That's not always the answer, right? Like Nick yeah. just listed off names that you know, like the coach in Indiana right now. It's like okay, they pulled this guy's assistant coach. Uh, you look at Ryan Saunders in, in Minnesota. Yeah, just just awful. didn't work. But I'll pu- I'll push back the other way of saying. It doesn't mean an older voice matters either because look at Stan Van Gundy in New Orleans this year. And it's like, yep. I mean, if he's gone in the next year, next 12 months, are you shocked? I'm not. I'm not so shocked it, if he's gone the end of the sentence. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so it's not, 
It's not a younger, it's not an older type thing. Speaking of older, Rick Carla is the sixth oldest coach in the league. Uh, well, actually fifth now with Terry Stotts not having a job. Um, but like the only coaches older than Rick Carla on the league is SVG, uh, Tibbs, Dwayne Casey, and Popovich. And yeah, Rick Carla is 61. I know that it doesn't mean anything, but I was just throwing that nugget in there. But <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's it's Rick Carlisle has been here for so long. And he has shown that he can win. Like that's that he can, he's shown he can win with any type of roster. Now, I think in this next segment, we'll talk about like, there's one thing about being a floor raiser, but at some point, are you the right coach to be the, to be able to climb the mountaintop? And that's the question that they're going to have to ask themselves and really ask Luka Doncic over the next few years of, Hey, there's a huge case for him to, and like for him to stay and do all this. Like he's probably going to stay, but there, there's also a side too of like if it came out tomorrow that Dallas went in a different direction, what are those reasons? Coming up next, we'll tell you the reasons why Dallas would go that direction if they did. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh down on your body, whether you're an elite athlete like us or somebody like you guys that aren't elite athletes. Isaac and I are just our bodies are premier right now. Hmm. We are in we are in just the best shape of our lives. Premier. <laughs> uh, forward slash S. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash lockdown right now to get your Gen 4 Theragun and get that great, percussive, relaxing, get it while you need it now. Gen 4 Theragun today, that's, that's theragun.com slash lockdown, theragun.com slash lockdown. Also, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Oh, man, we'll talk about this a lot tomorrow, but BetOnline came up with some odds today, some real interesting odds today. They decided to put some odds up for Kristaps Porzingis trades. The next team, if Kristaps Porzingis is traded, they decided to put these odds up. I have them right now here on YouTube. Boston Celtics plus 200. The favorite, the Boston Celtics. I guess not favorite because they're still plus, but... Golden State Warriors plus 225, the Thunder plus 300, the Magic plus 400, the Wizards plus 500, the Bulls plus 600. Which of those teams stands out to you, Isaac? <laughs> You'll find my answer on tomorrow's pod. We'll talk about it tomorrow, but betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus to first deposit. You want to put some money down on Porzingis' the next odds if he's traded? I don't know if there's a timeline on this. Is it if Porzingis is traded like next year or two years from now? Can it be? Can You can still get those odds then? Interesting. BetOnline.ag. Uh, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's go the opposite route. We talked about why he should stay, the longevity. He, you know, not a variable. We know he can win a title. He's a very smart in-game coach, all that. Let's go completely the opposite way. Um, why should Rick Carlisle go? We'll start here. Rick Carlisle, does, can he relate to players? Right, you mentioned he's the sixth oldest coach. He's been around a while. He's known as a curmudgeon, at least with the media. He has done things for he has done things like go visit Dennis Smith Jr. when he was first drafted. Go visit Luca. Yeah. Go visit going you know, to Porzingis. Slovenia this summer. He's going to Slovenia this summer to go see Luca, whether he likes it or not, <laughs> with the Slovenian yeah. national team. So he has reached out to guys. We've not heard a ton of stuff about players not liking Rick in a while. Um 
we've heard point guards in the past. Obviously, we've, we've the Rondo thing was huge. We've heard a bunch of other point guards in the past have you know butt heads with Rick Carlisle, but. There is that level of, is he relatable to players? It's a really hard question to answer. Uh, to me, it seems like no, but it seems like he's tried to reach out and tried to, um, he's tried to do that. But is he the most relatable player for, or coach for these players? Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the thing, right? I mean, I feel like that's the kind of debate with head coaches now is who's the player, the player's coach versus the coach. that's going to stand their ground and kind of like, Hey, their way or the highway type of thing. And does it matter? And does it matter? Because, you know, there's one angle of saying, okay, well maybe Luca at the age of 22 needs a player coach. He needs a guy that a player's a guy that can connect with him. And it's more of like a, a new age approach to the game of basketball and coaching all that stuff. Or you could go the opposite way of saying, Maybe Rick Carl is the best thing for him because Rick's not going to take any crap. Like, yeah. if they had a younger coach, are we for sure? Luca would just be like, "No, nah, bro, I, I got this." Like, no, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you because Luca's is so good. It's like he's probably not saying that to Rick, you know. So maybe that's the so that's the you know for Rick at 61, the the whole that that question has been in place. Even take away the you know the age and where he's at right now with this young roster. That question has been with Rick for a while, going back to yeah. Detroit days, going back to Pacers days. You can find interactions with you know his players, whatever that maybe you know that there may or not be an article about this written by one of I us on Fansided. That may be something that has been written by one of us. I don't know if you want to go back and try looking for that one. But. I did I forgot that even exists. I remember when you wrote that. And, uh, but like you can go back and look at some of these, you know, things over the past that Rick Carlisle style. Like, I mean, I, I'll say like his style and his personality. It's not the best fit for everyone. Like that. That's very yeah. safe to say. Like that's just a very obvious thing. I'm not taking any shots on that. And that goes back to Detroit days, Indiana days. There's been some people that just haven't meshed with him. Goes back to the Dallas days. Rondo, before Rondo, Jason Kidd. Guys looking yep. to some Jason Kidd stories back in the day. So ultimately, this the Rick conversation as far as where he goes moving forward, it's it's a look at decision, right? I mean, what wherever they make a decision about coaching, if Luca wants Rick to stay, guess who's not gonna leave? Rick Carlisle. Can can I push back on that a second? No, does, there's no way. There's, but they're does going Luca to have Luca. that say yet? I mean, yes, one hundred percent. I don't think the the thing is I don't think they're going to ask him. I think oh, if Luca I, I think if Luca came out and stated his opinion, like Damian Lillard did about the, the potential coach, which then Jason Kidd withdrew. But I think if Luca comes out and says it, but I don't know if they're going to Luca. I don't know if he has that yet. Okay, it might because not be a about, full ask, but it will be. A, we'll tell them. In in a, in a meeting, there, there's no way. There's we'll no be way. We'll filming him. We'll be filming him, and we'll gauge his micro expressions on his face. We'll get that guy from Lie to Me or The Mentalist, and see see his micro expressions and see how he responds, and then we'll decide from there. there there's just no way on earth that Luca is blindsided by any coaching change right now. There's no I just, way. I, I'm. I think that this front office and coach and, and owner have been doing it for so long that I think that they might not. Consider his opinion. You would, like, you, they would better. risk Luca. What if Luca loves him more than anyone in this world? As far as basketball man, it's like well, no, they, I, I'm wanting a title with him. If they knew that about Rick, then they would just keep him. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like if Luca has kept that close to his vest, and it's like, hey, I'm just gonna be like a 
professional. I'm going to play basketball, do my thing. But he really does like, and they came out of left field and said, Hey, he's out. And Luca's like, no, like I, that's the thing. Like they're not going to risk that. But I think if they knew that beforehand, then they wouldn't, they wouldn't make the change. They would just keep it because it goes back to the variable conversation. Like it's already a variable. We don't want to change it. But if they, okay. So the other way, if they knew that he didn't like the coach, would they go out of their way to remove him? You think they would? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I think that they just wouldn't go ask him in general. <laughs> I think, I think that they they're still. But, I and it, yeah, I, it's the semantics of it. I don't know if it's a hey, Luca, bring you in. Luca, make the decision for us. I think it's a hey, this is where we're thinking about going. What's your thoughts on it, type of thing. And if Luca has major reservations, I don't think they're going to make a move. They risk pissing off their franchise, you know, cornerstone that yeah. whoever this whoever the new coach would be over the next three or four years. I just think if they ever do make a change in his in his contract here in Dallas, he's going to know about it beforehand. And that that's my whole thing with it. And so so for Rick, I just don't think NBA teams give players like that unless it's LeBron or a Lillard. It's literally, he's he's basically. I mean, he's that level though, right? He's I mean, that level of player, but you have to have that level of cachet with the organization. Ooh. And I don't think he's been there long enough. To I have think that, it's a new age that longevity. Though. It could be. You could be right about this, but I also think that this is an old school front office. We got we got city jerseys that look like Real Madrid jerseys. Yeah, that's marketing. The whole arena that's music marketing. changes when this dude walks out on the floor. That's marketing for, to, to warm up. The he guy has over his own your left play- shoulder. That's marketing too. Like that. That's all marketing towards him, but does the front office think that way? Are they are they still stuck in the old? You're sport? not gonna risk pissing him off. You can't lose him. Like you're not gonna no, you're not gonna risk pissing him off. Well, as soon as they get him signed to that extension, that rookie extension, I think that they're gonna do whatever they want. To try there's, and think that they, they I think they, they would still dodge because it. they're gonna think that they're smarter than a 22 year old. He's good at basketball, but is he good at? Is he good at deciding the right coach, right? Like, I don't know. Is Donnie Nelson going to think that? That's just, yeah, I just, and they could explain it to him. I just don't think he's going to be in the dark. That's my whole thing. I'm not saying Luca will be the puppeteer. We've I'm seen just crazier saying, things. I just don't think he's going to be in the dark. You can't do that and risk losing him in, you know, a few years, whatever. Now, it, it would obviously be a stupid thing. Let, let me be clear on that. It would be <laughs> stupid for them to not go to say to him, but I, I have my, I doubt if they would go to and him. And if first. it did happen, Luca, the right thing for Luca to say would be like, no, that's not my decisions to make. And, and he'll, honestly, he'll say that publicly. Say. We don't yeah, know what yeah. he's going to say. But anyway, now, yeah. staying on this conversation and this angle to it, if you look at it and say, why on earth would they do it? If they did make this change, then it would be kind of, in a way, different situations. He would kind of be, you know, Lucas Don Nelson to Dirk, right? Or yeah, an Avery right. Johnson, that it's a coach that helped, you know, a part of, earlier part of their career, but it wasn't maybe the right voice, right coach for him to take that next you know step as him, as a player, as a team and everything. I, it's totally different situations. I get that. But there's just some age concept. parallels with the Don Nelson, Dirk, like Luca Carlisle thing though. Yeah. Yeah. Like legendary older coach, young budding star. But the question is, will the next coach be Avery Johnson or will it be Rick Carlisle? Right. If you're, if you're going to make yeah. a change, will it be a guy that can just take them, like Avery Johnson was kind of like Budenholzer, right? Like really good in the regular season, took them to like 67 games and the playoffs. And it was like, you know, that's it. That's why <laughs> took, took them to they, a finals. That let me be fair about that. But. Yeah. And then it was rigged and all of that. That's why <laughs> that's if, true. <laughs> that's true. Can, can we hold that against him? Probably not. <laughs> that's why if they did make a change, I don't like the angle to it. Wouldn't be. It, it wouldn't be a whoever, even though Cuban said this to ESPN McMahon stuff saying, oh, okay, well, when you make a change, you have, you have to know that 
whoever's coming up has to be, you know, completely much, much, much better. Three muches on that. Uh, much, much, much better than the other. I don't think the angle would be all this coach, whoever the replacement is, is that much better than Rick because Rick is an amazing basketball mind and coach and everything. I think the angle to it would be they just needed a new voice. And sometimes if they did go that route, sometimes that is what an organization needs, right? You look at some, you look at the Mark Jackson, the Steve Kerr, you look at just some of these different, you know, organizations that were getting close, but they just couldn't get over the hump. I'm not saying that's where they're at at all. I'm just saying if they did make the change, these are the mindsets. This is what we're trying to do with both of these segments here of like, if they made the change to, or the, if they decide to keep Carlisle, the second segment, last segment was why they would keep him. If they did make a change, this whole segment is why they would make that change. And th- I think that would be the main thing of, man, they just need a new voice, younger team, young, a little bit younger voice. Like if they did make a change, would you agree with me that it would be somebody younger? I don't, I don't see them going to yeah, get. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, another like you know older type of coach. Wow. It'd be somebody who's older. Like is George Carl still around? <laughs> like, who are they gonna find that's older? Yeah, and and I think people would would line up for that job too. So, but <laughs> Jeff <yeah>. Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine him coaching Luka Doncic. Marv Albert? Can Marv Albert come? He's older. (laughs) Van Gunny would just, I think he would just complain on the sidelines about Luka drawing fouls. (laughs) His own player. You called that? You called that foul on Luka? Like, hey, no, don't. He shouldn't draw that. He'd call him Kristaps or Maxi or something. (laughs) Uh, Last quick question here. Did exit interviews change your opinion about what you thought was going to happen? Because I think after they lost that series, I was like, oh, man, they may make a coaching change here. And then it seemed like exit interviews, Cuban's comment, I was like, okay, they're not going to make a change now. Um, I think yeah. I was 50-50 after the, the Mavs lost that series. And then when Cuban's comments came out, I'm like, okay, I'm 95-5. I think they're going to keep him. 5% that something crazy happens. <sighs> yeah. I mean, here, okay, here's the thing. If they keep on losing in the first round, and you have Luka Doncic, even if they play the Clippers again next year and lose again, like this conversation is only going to get stronger, no matter if you're the biggest Carlisle apologist in the world. It's just going to get stronger. And so in the back of my mind, it's like, even though this like, hey, they're underdogs and everything, I'm like, hey, and they're they're so committed to Rick Carlisle. Yeah, I think there was a small part of me that's like, you know, do they do they make the change? Is that the change? Because yeah. like I don't think they bring back this whole squad, like everybody, like ev- yeah. the whole like the same core, the same main people. Like, do they do the whole thing again? And that's you know, times the what is it? Times to tell. Is that right? <laughs> head uh, to toe. Head to toe. We'll see how the next <laughs> time um, will tell is the the idiom you're looking for. Yeah, we'll see how the next you know few weeks play out, or you know this off season to see how what stays the same and all of that. But uh, did it change anything? I mean, Cuban's direct comment to Tim McMahon definitely was like, okay, if you had doubts, did I think that that one hundred percent shut the door? Like, if they came out tomorrow and we got a Mark Stein tweet saying the Dallas Mavericks and longtime head coach Rick Carlisle decided to part ways, blah blah blah, they want and there's a press conference, all this stuff. Are you like, are you 100% shocked? No, that's why the 5% is still there. Yeah. Like I'm not looking at being like, wow, like that's a crazy thing. I'd look at me like, okay, I can like, okay, like surprising, but I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, out of left field, like the craziest thing in the world. So I think it just lowered those percentages for me, but I'm, I'm not saying that door is 
fully, fully shut on what I think would happen. But I, I, think, I, I expect him to be back. Well, I think we both expect yeah. him to be back. And I think the bigger weakness is the roster, right? He only had so yeah, many yeah. players that he could play, and Chris Porzingis and Richardson were not the players that we thought they were going to be. And so that's a that's a big weakness. So coming up tomorrow, we'll talk about Chris Porzingis. We'll talk about those odds that Bet Online had. Oh, the and full KP pod. We'll have the full KP pod tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Rockets ahead by 14 points. Coach Dwight Howard obviously has it going inside. Will you consider double teaming him in the fourth? Yes. Does it make it the fact that they shoot so well from the three? Does that make it tough to make that decision to go ahead and do that? Yes. It's my Popovich impersonation. <laughs> <laughs>